Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, This week, I want to talk a little bit about what inevitably happens when you decide to chart a new path or try a new activity or start something new, whether this is a career, whether it's a hobby, whether it's, you know, something that your friends convince you to try. If you want to be proficient at any new activity, there is a set formula that you can follow or at least a series of tasks that you can follow to make it more likely that you will ultimately succeed at that activity. Now, to take a step back and kind of talk a little bit about why this interests me, I have done a number of different things in my life. I have lived many lives, if you will, uh, all the way from being a professional video game player when I was a kid through high school to studying chemistry in college, working in a chem lab, to pursuing my passion of fitness, which allowed me to coach to this day, so coaching for well over a decade, but also allowed me to compete in CrossFit at the highest level to become a professional fitness athlete. Uh, And I've recently dove into headfirst into the the film world or into a film career, which is something I've always been passionate about. But I started acting a little bit and then realized I, I really enjoyed being on the other side of the camera and actually producing and putting projects together. So all of these activities, while they share some similarities or there's always some level of overlap, they're very different things in different fields requiring different skill sets. Now, I'll also be the first to admit that I am a jack of all trades and master of none. And while I have gained a level of proficiency in each of these realms, I am by no means the best at any of them. I I am, you know, other than my stint as a high level CrossFit athlete, I, I wouldn't consider myself to have reached a high level in really any of these realms, um, you know, video game playing aside, which we can get into that story another day. Uh, but point being, I needed to get up to speed quickly and become proficient enough to tread water. And in order to do that, I have come up with a series of systems that have worked well for me. And these are certainly not mind-blowing revelations, but if you do find yourself in a situation where you need to learn something new and gain a moderately high level of proficiency rather quickly, I believe that this sequence will serve you well. So, The first thing that you should do if you find yourself charting a new path, whether it's career or otherwise, is do your research and do your due diligence. So there is likely a substantial amount of information readily available about that thing on the internet, especially now with content creators, YouTube, TikTok, whatever, you can learn a lot of stuff about a lot of things through those mediums. TikTok has actually been a great way to learn about personal finance for people who have no concept of how any of these things work. There are a lot of finance creators who are creating great content about how to navigate the financial system. And a lot of people have become educated through that medium and have gained a level of proficiency in that environment. And so, you know, don't shun any of these these things. While there's a lot of silliness and, and negativity with social media, there is a genuine benefit in that content creators are putting out useful and easy to understand information. You know, YouTube, I learned almost everything that I knew about how to operate a camera and film something through YouTube and a couple books 
before I really dove into my career. Now, obviously, I learned a lot more on the job, which I think is true of almost everything. But I gained a working knowledge and a proficiency that allowed me to make a short film, albeit with a lot of errors and not very artistically great. Uh, But I was able to successfully make a film that looked like a film to some degree by learning from YouTube and from books. So step one is do adequate research, right? There are so many sources. Find the, The most important thing is find a way that you enjoy learning and find people you enjoy learning from. So it doesn't really serve you or do you any good to sit through a lecture that you don't enjoy or learn from somebody that you don't like listening to. This is part of the reason why traditional schooling doesn't work for a lot of people, right? You have a professor you don't like, their classes are boring, they're not passionate about teaching the subject. The good thing about the creator economy and creators in general, content creators in general now, is people are genuinely teaching things that they enjoy. So you can find somebody who is passionate about the subject that you want to learn, who has a great knowledge level about what you want to learn, and you can tune into that person's videos or podcasts or whatever and get yourself up to speed. So find, I would recommend finding somebody, A, that you enjoy learning from, B, knows what they're talking about, But C, just find the method that you enjoy learning the most and then put that into practice, right? It's you want to make sure that you're engaged in what you're trying to learn or you're never going to assimilate that information and retain that information. And that leads me into step two, which is to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty. So planning becomes at a certain point glorified procrastination, We all know those people, and you may have been one of them at one point. I know I certainly get into this rut where you're planning and planning and planning and trying to prep and do the thing and make everything perfect and and all the things. The best thing that you can do is get your hands dirty as soon as possible. You're going to learn more on the job, and you're going to learn more by doing than you ever would by reading, listening, watching. The other thing that action will teach you is it'll teach you where your knowledge gaps are. So you may not realize the specific information that you don't know until you get into situations where you need to problem solve on the fly. You may not realize that you have a deficit in your knowledge about something until you're faced with a problem that you can't solve and you need to figure out how to solve that problem. So taking action will show you where your knowledge gaps are quicker, which then allows you to fill those gaps quicker. Because if you don't ever put what you've learned into practice and you just keep studying and you keep studying and you memorize and you you go through all these articles and books, etc. When you actually get out in the field, you may have a breadth of knowledge, but you may not realize specific things that you're lacking that you don't have the tools to solve. And so the best thing you can do is once you get an understanding, a working knowledge of what it is you're trying to do, go out there and make mistakes. Be a beginner. Admit that you're a beginner. Take pride in the fact that you're learning and trying to improve, but understand that you're going to mess some stuff up and that's totally fine. It's part of the process. Everybody who has ever been good at anything at one point was a beginner. At one point, they were in the same boat that you're in trying to improve, trying to learn those new skills. And so don't fear failure, right? We've talked about that on a previous podcast, but use it as a teaching and learning opportunity. Use it as a way to make mistakes, fix those mistakes, and then be better the next time around. The best thing that you can do is fail quickly 
fill those gaps in your knowledge. And now the next time you're faced with that same situation, you have more tools in your toolbox, you have a better understanding of the environment, and you're less likely to make that same mistake again. Every single time that you hit a roadblock, you will inevitably improve and you'll improve rapidly. You will always make faster progress by doing than if you were to just sit there, read, learn, even if you're taking exams or you're taking online quizzes about this stuff, there is no substitute for real world practice and application. From there, this is an important step that a lot of people realize the benefit of but don't necessarily know how to get there. I think it's very important to build a personal board of advisors. And these can be people with a wide range of skills. And it's actually better if they're very different people, if they're not necessarily all the same type of person. But build a group of mentors, if you will. And, and sometimes mentor is, is it's too formal of a word. You really just want to have a circle of people who you can ask questions to and, and bounce ideas off of. And they're going to be honest with you and give you genuine feedback or, or real answers. You want people who are proficient in the skills that are required for the thing you're trying to do. It's great if you have people who have been there and done that before because they can help save you from making some of this, the same mistakes that they made. But try to find people that you can genuinely talk to and ask questions. And, and it's great if you have a group of friends who are all kind of struggling through things together. So even if you're not struggling through the same activity, if you have people who are really good at a wide range of things and everybody's trying to work to improve and get better and, and work on these things, then in the future when people hit various roadblocks or they hit or they have various issues or or they they experience struggle everybody is kind of in it together they can help each other through those moments so it's great to and and really imperative to surround yourself with people who are constantly trying to improve who are constantly trying to get better because you don't want to be surrounded by people who are stuck in their ways who you know, don't really care about improving anymore. They're not trying to learn anything. They're not trying to become better versions of themselves. Those are the type of people who will hold you back. And if you don't have even a small circle, it doesn't need to be a, a, a big group of people, but you need a small circle of people that you can have those conversations with who understand what that struggle is like and who have information that can help you to improve when you face those situations that you'll inevitably, inevitably run into. So, you know, focus on trying to create those mentor-mentee relationships. The best way to do it, honestly, is to, to find ways that you can be of value to other people, right? So if there's somebody who has specific knowledge that you think is useful or somebody who you respect and admire, find ways that you can help that person, right? Use one of your skills that you've already established to do something for them that makes their life easier, or that helps them solve a problem they have. And if you can help somebody, if you can provide value to somebody, and we'll actually talk a lot more about this next week, uh, on the podcast, but if you can provide value to somebody else, they will be more inclined to help you in the future when you inevitably need that help. What you don't want to do is just say, hey, can I pick your brain? Oh, hey, you want to grab a coffee? Those type of meetings are very low effort on the person asking for them and very high effort for the person being asked. Instead, if you can say, hey, let's say you're really good at designing websites. You can say, hey, 
I, I saw your website. I think it's great, but I think there's a few specific things that we can do to improve the user experience. Here's what I would do. Uh, if you are interested, I'm happy to do a mock-up for free, or I'm happy to show you uh, how I can improve that, that user experience on your site. Or better yet, mock up a, a brief landing page you know, for that person share it with them and say, Hey, I made this for you. I think this will help you convert more people who are going to your website and and convert more people into paying customers. Do something like that, where you've taken the initiative to help that person to provide a service or, or leverage one of your skills for them that will help them out. And then they are going to be more likely to answer questions that you have or help you along when you hit those roadblocks or when you stumble. The most important piece of all of this, when it comes to learning a new skill is to retain the beginner mindset. Having a beginner mindset is so important in so many things in life. So if we think about when we are a beginner, when you're first starting something, you're typically not embarrassed about messing something up because you know that that's inevitable. You know you're going to mess things up. The issue becomes when you gain a functional amount of knowledge or enough skill in something to think that you know more than you do. So this is actually called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it essentially looks like at the beginning, we think we know nothing. Then somewhere in the middle, we gain enough knowledge to think that we know everything and we're overconfident in our abilities. But then once you pass a certain threshold, you realize that there's so much you don't know again. So you start by being appropriately confident, which, which is not confident at all. And then you get enough knowledge to be overconfident. And then eventually you realize that you still have so much to learn and your confidence gets back down to a reasonable level. You, you're more humble. You realize that there's a lot that you don't understand. And in that middle area is where we know enough to be dangerous. And what I mean by that is we know enough to believe that our skills exceed the reality. And it's not until we're faced with a situation that we can't tackle that we realize how much we don't know. The problem is in that middle area, it's easier to bite off more than you can chew when it comes to a new skill or a new field. And you put yourself in a situation where you're not adequately prepared for the task at hand because you have oversold your abilities. And by maintaining a beginner mindset, it allows you to avoid those problems because you realize that there's a lot you don't know. You're constantly going into it, asking questions, trying to learn as much as you can about the process. And in those environments, you're going to improve much more rapidly than somebody who believes that they know more than they do. So think about asking questions or think about uh, not understanding, right? It can often be embarrassing to admit that we don't know something, especially if we've put ourselves in a situation where we're painting a picture that we're an expert or that we know a lot more than we do. But by being a beginner or maintaining that beginner mindset, you aren't afraid of asking those quote unquote stupid questions. One thing that I've always believed is that the only stupid question is the one that you don't ask. And oftentimes those who are genuine experts or masters at a skill or those who are mentors of yours will appreciate you asking a question far more than they will appreciate you pretending that you know something that you don't. So you will gain a lot more respect and you'll learn a lot more quickly by asking questions when you don't understand things. And that's a sign of genuine intelligence in the the grand scheme of things in the bigger picture, right? The smartest people don't have the best answers 
they're typically the ones who ask the best questions because the right question will unlock knowledge and information that you can then use to arrive at the right answer or to do something properly. So learning to ask better questions, learning to be unafraid of asking questions in those environments can be incredibly beneficial. And that will allow you to avoid situations where you oversell your abilities or overplay your hand and it'll allow you to learn a lot more in environments in challenging environments as you're learning new skills so it's very important to go into new situations new environments and just kind of always assume that you don't know a lot or that there's a lot of information you don't know don't be afraid to admit when you don't know as well um i think it's important when somebody asks you a question about something that you don't understand or if you don't have the answer for somebody you simply say you know what I don't know but I will work to find out for you I've earned more respect in my professional career by answering exactly that when somebody asks me a question I don't understand or if I don't have the answer I just say hey you know what I actually don't know but I'll look it up and get back to you I get a lot of respect from admitting that I don't know something and you will get double the respect or much more admiration by following up and actually researching and finding that information when you say you will. So that just creates an environment where people are more willing to trust you. People are more willing to help you out, to lend you information, especially if this is a situation where you're learning from somebody who's further along than you are and they ask you a question and you just admit what you don't know. That person's going to be much more willing to help you out in the future and to teach you in the future and take time to teach you uh, than if you are a know-it-all and pretend you have all the answers and then mess things up. I mean, you, you probably encountered people like this in your professional career where they put themselves in situations that they're not adequately prepared for and they always have all the answers and they never want to take any coaching or feedback or they never want to listen to other people who actually know what they're talking about and people really tend to avoid doing work with those type of people because they're impossible to deal with and they're a nightmare to be on teams with you have to oftentimes spend double the energy undoing their mistakes and those people never genuinely learn or never get better right they don't improve because they're not willing to admit that there are things they don't know so if we are to kind of recap this process right anytime that you are starting a new activity whether it's a job or a career which is the case for a lot of people especially after the pandemic and remote work and all these things people are finding themselves in new careers new job opportunities new positions Maybe you're trying a new hobby for the first time and your friends have convinced you to, to jump in and do something, right? But whatever the reason is, if you are on the verge of trying a new activity, especially if it's something where you don't have a high level of skill, maybe there isn't a lot of transferability of your other skills to this activity, I think this framework will work really well, right? So step one, do your research, do your due diligence, try to find as much information as you can, and most importantly, find a style of learning and a person that you connect with to learn so that you're not boring yourself by sitting through lectures that you don't want to listen to or that you don't understand. Find somebody who knows their stuff. Find somebody who's charismatic, who enjoys teaching the material and find a method, whether it's podcasts, whether it's books, whether it's videos, whether it's TikToks, whatever it is, find a way that you like to learn and then try to basically absorb as much of that information as possible, right? With the internet now, there's no excuse to not learn anything there's information everywhere information presented in all kinds of styles by all kinds of people so i promise you you can find someone you connect with and a style of learning that you connect with 
Step two is take action. Get your hands dirty. Roll up your sleeves. The only way to know what you don't know is to put yourself in positions to fail. You know, leave yourself a safety net. Don't put it all on the line, right? You don't want to just drop everything, quit. If you're starting a new job or a new side hustle, you don't want to just drop everything, quit, and dive into something headfirst where you have no skills, right? Make sure that you're failing in situations where you're able to fail. But especially if you're in the early stages of learning something or you're in the the beginning of a new career, you're going to be able to make mistakes. You're going to be able to learn rapidly by doing. And I highly, highly encourage you that if you are plotting and planning, if you're the type of person who, you know, plans nonstop, I highly encourage you to find a way to take action as soon as possible when you're starting a new activity. Because from there, you'll learn where your knowledge gaps are. Now, step three is find a board of advisors. It doesn't need to be a formal mentorship because a lot of times that that arrangement becomes awkward. We don't necessarily know how to ask for somebody to be our mentor. It's too formal. Find a group of people that you can bounce ideas off of. Ideally, people who are a little further along than you are on the path that you are trying to walk. But find people you respect, especially if they're also trying to learn new things, if they understand that struggle, if you guys are collectively trying to improve, that will make it a much more uh, efficient and effective group of people. But you want people you can bounce ideas off of and ask questions and lean to for advice who will give you honest answers. And then lastly, retain the beginner's mindset. Avoid the trap of pretending that you know more than you do. Don't gain too much confidence too soon, especially if it's a skill that you have some level of proficiency in early on. It's easy to give into that overconfidence or that hubris. You know, the Dunning-Kruger effect states that at the beginning, we assume we know nothing. Then there's that area in the middle where it's very easy to be overconfident. It's very important to stay humble as you're learning, to ask all those questions. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Try to learn as much as you can and ask when you don't understand. Admit when you don't know. And that will allow you to make much more rapid progress than people who are overconfident or are overplaying their hand. So hopefully these four steps are helpful for you. This framework is helpful for you if you find yourself in a new career or trying to learn a new activity. I know it's helped me in a number of environments and in all the times that I've kind of dropped everything and started anew, which has happened many times in my life. Uh, But if you have any questions, as always, you can reach me at justin at trainedright.com. You can hit me on Twitter or Instagram at trainedright. And until next time, have a wonderful weekend.